This is Awakened Path Radio, giving you the tools to guide you on your spiritual or metaphysical journey. I'm your host, Dr. Candace Nadine Green. Welcome to Inspirational Monday here on Awakened Path Radio. As always, keep up to date with us by visiting www.awakenedpathonline.com. Again, that's www.awakenedpathonline.com. Today we have the pleasure of welcoming back Lauren Cielo. Lauren offers clairvoyant training classes aimed at awakening the psychic hiding in all of us. Lauren teaches specific tools for reading and navigating the astral plane, facilitating your personal healing, and increasing your ability to heal others. Lauren believes that everyone has psychic capabilities. Lauren is the owner and director of Golden Golden Rose Psychic Services and also enjoys the beach, working out, and playing racquetball. Lauren is transgender and began his gender transition from female to male in July of 2015. Welcome back to our show, Lauren. It's a pleasure to speak with you again. Oh, thank you, Candice. It's great to be back. Great. So tell us about, um, for those of us who don't know, tell us about the experiences that caused you to focus on your psychic abilities. Well, I think I'm a little bit different than a lot of psychics that um, maybe your listeners have ran into before. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm formally trained, and that means that it, um, I was an engineer who saw a flyer at a Whole Foods a bulletin board for wow. a psychic. <laughs> Imagine <laughs> that. <laughs> I know. I was surprised. Uh, so I went to their free open house, and mm-hmm. I ended up spending about two years being trained there. I took the beginning clairvoyant class, the advanced clairvoyant class and then their teachers program and then I stayed at that institute and taught for um, taught the advanced program one time before I started Golden Rose so really for me the experiences that I was having were in a formal classroom setting Mm. and I think the thing that made me love it so much was how the other people were responding to my readings and how they seem to find them so beneficial and you know I'm like all the empaths that are out there listening right now is that when I saw how how beneficial it was to them it made me want to do it more and more right right. (laughs) helping others right helping others makes us feel good too yes now, were you all were you always aware of your abilities? I mean, when did you first notice that? Hey, n- not everyone's like me. I don't think until I went to that class because, you know, we're all programmed to not pay attention to the information that we're receiving psychically, and it's our you know our parents did it right. Like we became more aware of pick up your feet, watch where you're walking, clean up your room, not <laughs> open your throat chakra and listen to your guides. <laughs> so, hey, I don't remember those in my childhood. <laughs> so, so for me, um, you know, it, it was very formal and um, that's how I learned how to do it. Now, how did you first meet your, your guides that, 
you know, we're, we're speaking with you. How did you first meet your first guide? Yeah. Um, guide. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He, he, his title is healing master and his mm -hmm. name is Anka Yaya. Mm -hmm. And um, my teacher went to the astral plane and interviewed healing masters and had helped my higher self sign the contract with him. And then here on earth, I met him. So he was contracted in by my teacher. Wow. <laughs> you didn't expect that, did you? <laughs> that is amazing. And um and then you met your guide here and on not on um wow, yeah. amazing. Yeah, and I love him so much. Oh my gosh, he's one of my best friends. Oh, and if you if you would have told me 20 years ago that one of my best friends would be an imaginary friend, I would have thought you were crazy. Okay. <laughs> that way. <laughs> No, well, well, not not imaginary. So you offer you also offer clairvoyant trainings. What what are these like? What are your um, trainings like? Yeah, um, well, there's a uh, it's very metaphysical, and when uh, the the technique that I use, and what I mean by that is that it's a step by step process, and mm -hmm. to me, it's actually very logical. If I want to read a past life, I do this this and then I can see your past lives right. so um, so and a lot of the training helps the student release all that programming that says that you know not to pay attention to what your your chakras are picking up and and again it sets our chakras in a very specific way to make being clairvoyant really easy so for me the teaching is very very metaphysical and I hate to say it, but scientific. It's step by step by step. And it makes sense, Candace, right. to me, right. logically. And that's why I love it. So anyone can learn to do it. Wow. Now, um, what can someone expect? Say someone who wants to work with you. They say, look, Lauren, I want to work with you. What do I do? How do I, what, what can I expect? Right. Um, well, I, you can ask anything. Anything under the sun, really. <laughs> I, I like to say it this way. I can read somebody sitting across the room from me or somebody on the other side of the world from me or someone not even in this world, <laughs> but, but on the astral plane. So all topics are open, but I start all, every single reading with a message from your higher self to you here on earth. And what I've learned is that that's really the challenge to be incarnate in a homo sapien is to release the resistance to whatever those contracts are that your higher self is signing. Because I know when I was in resistance to mine, my life was terrible. I was afraid you know, of everything. I, you know, I didn't know which direction to go in. And I know a lot of brothers and sisters out there feel the same way. Mm. So um, so yeah, you get that message from your higher self that'll let you know what in the heck is going on and what to pay attention to. And then after we kind of do that little icebreaker, mm -hmm. then anything you want to ask about anything. Now you mentioned the um, resistance, and I hear we hear that word quite often. Why? Why do you think that that there is so much resistance within well, our own selves? Yeah, I think of it, again, very metaphysically, that there's really only two things that I would see in, you know, in your body, chakras and aura, and that is energy that looks like colors and information that looks like little teeny images or pictures. So 
when I say I was in resistance, I mean that the energy and information that was in my body chakras and aura was in resistance to what the contracts that I was trying to live through say. So I was in conflict all the time. So what, what we do, that's what Anki Yaya's job is, right? I read, and then if we see some resistance, mm-hmm. then Anki Yaya goes into the image and starts to move mm-hmm. out as much as he can. And that's what we call a healing. So that's mm-hmm. why his title's Healing Master. So I'm the talker and he's the healer. <laughs> it's a great partnership. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I feel like the, um, the ventriloquist dummy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> now you mentioned contracts and uh, you also talk about soul contracts and not everyone may be familiar with that. So could you explain what uh, soul contracts mean for our listeners? Yeah. The, the idea that there are such things as soul contracts um, comes uh, to the scripts that um, that each of us are playing out here in on the earth and probably to buy in to the idea that there may be soul contracts you pretty much have to think of the earth plane as a virtual reality Mm. and that we are really actors playing out those contracts Um, now i'll tell you why i like that idea personally that there are soul contracts is because when i was a kid i i i just had this pet peeve about things being fair. Everything had to be fair. Mm -hmm. And my dad told me so many times, Lauren, whoever told you things were fair in life. And I would not accept that. And so finally, when I stumbled onto this idea that there may be soul contracts, I'm like, okay, that's where the fairness comes in. So even if, you know, I'm struggling here on earth, I know that the contract was fair, my higher self when it signed it. So if people have done me wrong, or Mm -hmm. if I have done them wrong, then I can realize that it was on the contract or it wouldn't have happened. And then that kind of loosened me up a little bit to make me feel, I guess, that I have some control over what's going on in my life. I don't know. (laughs) But uh, so a soul contract is an agreement that your higher self enters into with another higher self who's incarnate and you act that out on earth but you also have soul contracts with your guides and angels of course too wow now now how can um okay now we want to talk about uh, golden rose psychic services again um for those who didn't listen to the last episode that you were in with us uh what 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 kind of services do you offer at um at your um golden rose psychic services yes um i work completely virtually mm-hmm. um, either over the phone or internet even mm-hmm. um although like i mentioned i'm based here in san diego mm-hmm. um i i offer readings and mm-hmm. um and again you can ask anything in a reading that you want to but i also have some specialty services that i mm-hmm. do like house clearings mm-hmm. or business clearings um one service that i do is energetic um, athletic training because I've played so many sports. Um, I, I think that you could get a competitive edge very easily by using some of the metaphysical principles that I use. So I, I'm, I enjoy that. But um, besides getting a live reading, there's really two other services that people really love at Golden Rose. One is just like a one question email reading. If you just have one quickie, um, and then the other one that people love is called Celestial Introductions. Mm. And 
and as you know, you mentioned, I do work with Ankiaya, um, and he was the first guide I met. But since then, I've kind of acquired about 14 more that I work with, um, you know, and I know, and I know exactly where they are around my body on the outside of my aura. So they're under me to the right, to the left, above me, you know, and so one day I was, you know, talking to them, that's, you know, I sit down in meditation and let each one come into my space one at a time and give me a healing. And so one of them, Merlin, uh, he's an alchemist to me. Um, he said, why don't you do this for other people? And I'm like, do what? I'm sitting here. I always talk to them that way. I'm so snotty. I'm like, what? You know, I'm just sitting here meditating. How can I do that for my clients? He said, look, <laughs> do, do a service where it's an email you know, service, the first audio, you're going to read for them who their guides are and where they are around them. And then do a second audio where you lead them in a meditation to work with each of them one at a time, the way you're doing. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, I love that. I said, what should I call it? And he said, celestial introductions. So people love it, Candace. You get to meet, it's usually, I'll say about an average of six guides, you know, one behind you, one behind your left shoulder, in front of your left shoulder, in front of you, all the way around. And I think it just gives other light workers, you know, comfort because it's not easy to be incarnate. I know I'm preaching to the choir here. <laughs> so, um, so I always love to, have, you know, say hello to my guides and have them keep me nice and snug, you know, snuggly. So um, it, it, people love it. So it's a fun service. Now, what is the, uh, I mean, you've worked with a lot of people, but what is your typical person who, who comes to you? What are they usually in search of? Why, why do they come to you? I think mostly they're intrigued by, I'm going to say the way the universe works. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I know that might be a bold statement, but, um, you know, they might've seen me on, you know, some other show, like this wonderful um, podcast that I'm on with you right now. And um, they've heard something that, you know, kind of, you know, lights up their crown chakra is the way I would say it. And, and they want to know more. They want to know how to use this information to, you know, benefit their life. So that's mostly who comes. Of course, they have, you know, basic questions, relationship, career, you know, all that kind of mm -hmm, stuff. Mm -hmm. but, but they're looking at it from such a, a high perspective, like from the soul contract perspective. Hmm. Now, when they walk away from, you know, from their, their session and everything, how are they, how are they, how, I mean, do you give them advice to how to put it, put what they've learned uh, into action in their lives? I mean, how do you know that they're going to do right or at you least know, do something? <laughs> that's a great question. <laughs> I'm just like, like, bye, see you later. <laughs> you know, you know, so the, I would say it's my style of reading. So, mm. you know, somebody might ask a question and, and I'll look at the energy of it and I'll start to try to describe what I'm seeing and then at some point, my brain clicks over and I ask the question, how can that information help you? Hmm. You know, so your higher self says ABC. Well, how in the heck can that help you? <sighs> so I, I, I call it reverse engineering the reading, but I know it's not really that, but it, it sounds fun in my, my head when I say it. Hmm. So, um, so th through the whole reading, I'm flipping it over and and I usually say it this way I preface it this way I say honey if I could read myself this well which I can't if I heard that in a reading I might do this that or the other but mm -hmm. you know but you know best when you heard whatever I said but this might be how I would interpret it or how I would actually use that information to change the earth plane so 
I think all in all, the, the clients leave feeling optimistic, mm -hmm. um, you know, because of soul contracts, you know, you can't really be a victim and you can't really be a perpetrator anymore. So if you come in feeling like the victim, you realize you're not. If you come in because you feel guilty about something, you realize after the reading, you don't have to be that, that the higher selves are the ones that are, you know, scripting this. We're just trying to do the best we can to live through them and, you know, to retain some dignity and self-love. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Now, do they ever do uh, clients ever come back to you and share share um, uh, any updates that I tell you, hey, this is great. Look what happened. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they do a lot. Mm. And, I, and I appreciate it so much when they do. Mm. Um, also, another thing that happens at the beginning of the readings that I think is interesting. Many, many clients have told me that as soon as they book that appointment, they start to feel better. Wow. And I know. And I think it's because of Ankiyaya, because mm. actually, if you're going to get a reading from me, and even Candace, you, that you invited me here, that you ever heard my name, is because of Ankiyaya. Mm. So you actually have a contract to work with him, and he pulled you over here for some reason, whatever, you know, whatever the contracts say. So mm. that's why I feel that the clients are already working with him. And if he has, I'm just going to say it this way, if there's communication for the people who Ankiyaya has signed contracts with, I think he brings them over here for a reading. So I think that's what's happening. He probably works with other psychics too. I don't know, that's but <laughs> I know. But a lot of people report that. And also I'll say this, that after the reading is over, Ankiyaya continues to work with them, of course. And mm -hmm. so what we do during the readings is I watch as Ankiyaya signs contracts with my client's higher self to continue the healings that were started in the reading. And I can usually tell how long on the earth plane it's going to take mm -hmm. and how it will affect you once the healing happens. So it is a very different style than, uh, yeah, again, I'm very pragmatic, maybe That's too much. Wonderful. So That's wonderful. And, and we can, uh, for instance, say myself, um, you know, this contract with Anka Yaya, should I, could we, talk to Angiyaya, I mean, after off, you know, communicate, say, what do you want? Or what am I supposed to do? Blah, blah, blah. So oh, yeah. Yeah. And you might, you know, you might think of him as like an ascended master, only mm -hmm. his, specials, special, his specialty is healing. That's why mm -hmm. the healing master is so the ascended master. So yes, absolutely. Um, I'll tell you what to look for. He's about seven feet tall. He's wow. got very, very dark skin. He's really muscular and he's almost always naked. So you can't miss him. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! <laughs> wow! <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. That's I didn't awesome. know either for years, Candace. <laughs> oh gracious! Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, besides Anka Yaya, you mentioned you had fourteen others. I mean. Do they just come to you in a meditation and say, hey, we'd like to work with you? Or, I mean, how do you, what are their, jo what are their jobs? I mean, just a, a synopsis. Yeah, I think they probably all came to me in a little bit different way. Mm -hmm. um, some of them in classes with my students when we're reading and somebody says, oh, a guide came in for you. I'm like, who is it? What do they look like? What do they do for me? <laughs> so, <laughs> so then I would you know, add them to the posse that, that sits around me. Um, and then other ones, just like everyone in the, in the audience listening now, I might have had like a special healing need. Um, mm -hmm. I, you know, I got my heart broken a couple years ago. So mm -hmm. I 
I decided that I would ask the Archangel Hanel to work with me to, to heal that. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, just like anybody would reach out, you know, to an Ascended Master or Archangel. So, um, yeah. Um, and then sometimes, too, very rarely one will leave. You know, when I sit down to meditate and I, you know, know where they are around me and they're gone. I'm like, mm -hmm. well, where where'd that one go? And then Akiyari would say, well, you know, you, you guys broke the contract. And so, and, and, you know, so I'll, you know, add another one if I want one, you know. And, and, and I, it's good that you mentioned broken contracts. What is a broken contract? Is this necessarily a bad thing? Yeah. Um, well, this teaching doesn't really have anything good or bad. Um, so we don't really ever sign bad contracts. And it's, um, no, really, if you thought of a, avoided contract it would just be our higher selves on the astral saying okay I'm done with that I don't want to do that anymore and and if if our signature appears on one of those soul contracts um, we can get out of it we can't be held in them that's what free will is we can take our name off any contract that we want to oh. we can't you know, we can't force other people to to sign or to remove theirs but we can so do any, have any of these uh, contracts ever had like an expiration date? Yes, they do. But you know, they're so fluid. Mm -hmm. um, um, our higher self is changing them on the fly. Mm -hmm. So um, I tell my students, if you want to be good at reading the future, quote unquote, then contract in clients who, when you ask their higher self, when something's likely to happen, that the higher self isn't going to change the contract. It's going to really, really do it at that time. And that's really the only way you can ever read the future because higher self's changing those guys all the time. Mm -hmm. Now, is, uh, do you have any uh, workshops, publications, uh, presentations, et cetera, or anything else that you would like to share with our listeners today? Yes, I'm... Um, I do a, a podcast, a collaboration with a former student of mine who's now a professional psychic, Crystal Heinemann. And the podcast is available both in video and audio format. It's called Metaphysical Q&A. And the format is we answer just regular human everyday questions um, in easy, easily understood metaphysical terms. So based on those questions, Crystal and I um, have created, we're just, we're on our second episode now. So um, people love it because, you know, again, it's so, so interesting to mm -hmm. think that the things that you're living through that they're just common everyday things really have a metaphysical basis behind them. So I invite your listeners to check out Metaphysical Q&A podcast. Podcast. Is it a call? Do they call in or submit questions? Uh, listen to um, have you share on the show? Yeah, they submit questions beforehand. And from our website, you can submit any question that you want, Crystal and I. And if we use your question on a podcast, we offer you a free reading with one of us. So Hooray. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of website, so um, how could your listeners contact you for more information? Yes, um, we've, we've created a page on our website just for your listeners. It's laurencielo.com slash awakened path. And if your listeners will hit that page, there'll be um, fun gifts for them just for listening. Wow. Well, thank you, Lauren, so much for being on a, a guest on our show again today. Thank you so much, Candace. It was a pleasure. Looking forward to speaking with you again in the future. Thank you. I'd love to. You're welcome.
you for joining us on Awakened Path Radio. Please check us out at www.awakenedpathonline.com. I'm your host, Dr. Candice Nadine Green, and you are listening to Awakened Path Radio, giving you tools to guide you on your spiritual or metaphysical journey. Namaste and bless the day.